that sounded like um, when I was in AP Spanish. We had to listen to this thing that would like go with our book every single week. And at the beginning it went, do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do. And then it would go, and then it would start. And you just doing that just now. Maybe we should just leave that in and have that be the intro to the podcast instead of the, the bumper music. That would be really good. I could be the music for us. Hey guys, welcome to week four of the podcast for our curriculum this semester, spring 2021. Um, my name is Lexis and I am hosting this week, new girl on the pod. Welcome here. to the pod, Thank Lexis, you. everyone. <laughs> Give a round of applause. <laughs> and then Landon is here. We're going to be talking about Romans 5, 1 through 11. Um, so if you haven't gone through and read Romans 5, 1 through 11, please Pause the podcast right now. Walk away from the phone and get into the Word of God. Um, So we're just going to wait for a second here. All right. So now we're going to go ahead and begin. You're such a fast reader. I don't know how you read 11 (laughs) verses that quick, but I'm so proud of you. So go ahead. Um, we're, We're doing Romans 4 or Romans 5. Last week, we did um, a little dive into the scriptures with Rachel and Landon. They sat down. They talked about um, just the beginning of that answer um, that we're we're walking into. So it starts out in Romans, Romans 1 through 3. It's human sin. We kind of get a little bit of a downer, honestly, to begin the book out. Um, but then we walk into that answer. And so Landon's going to keep talking to us about this answer this week. Um, and super excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I'm at this point now where I think this is the third straight podcast where I've been on. And I'm just like really crossing my fingers, really hoping that I'm good at this. Uh, <laughs> And that all the students who are listening out there aren't like, really, this guy again? And now he's the guest, so he's going to talk even more. No, uh, no, no. So, I honestly love listening to Landon's podcast voice. It's so good. So I'm I'm all in. So, All right. Well, here we go. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Hopefully you've read it. Um, we're continuing to move through this timeline, um, moving from that first section of human sin, like Lexus talked about, into the answer. Uh, and we've t- just been in the weeds, really talking a lot about uh, the Old Testament law and um, faith and how Jesus is the answer and how it looks different uh, from the law. But just because Jesus has come and brought in the new covenant doesn't mean that we just throw the law to the side, right? Mm, um, it's still beneficial to convict us of our sins, to move us uh, towards Christ and to keep us moving in the right direction in the life of faith. Mm. Um And I think that's all important as we move into Romans 5. Um, Actually, the very first word of Romans 5 um, is therefore. And that is such a good little. Yeah, so indicator. Li- little little tip, little tip here. Um, my youth pastor always used to say that if you see the word therefore, you need to ask the question, what is it there for? Oh, so good. And so that kind of makes us have to work backwards a little bit. Um, I think this is where it's another important thing to point out is um, when Paul was like sitting down writing this with the um, quill and the parchment or whatever it was, um, <laughs> he wasn't uh, stopping and putting in numbers or little titles. Um, my Bible says peace and hope as we're moving into it, um, which I think is a great title, but also it kind of breaks it up um, And even when we do like our Bible plans and stuff, it's like broken up by chapters, which is super helpful. But I think when we get into um, study of a whole book and how does this scripture fit in with everything else, uh, I think it's important that we know um, 
I don't know, know where everything fits in. Uh, also, before I jump into uh, Romans 5, 1 through 11, I did want to mention um, that while we're only focusing on half of Romans 5 right now, there is a second half to Romans 5. There is this a verse. This is revolutionary. Yeah, there is a verse <laughs> uh, 12 through 20. And you may remember Rachel telling this to you all the way back at the first podcast. Um, but just if we, if we aren't hitting a certain scripture, um, that doesn't mean that you don't read it. Um, the invitation is to read all of Romans. Mm. And so all, we believe all of it is important. We believe obviously all of it is God breathed and can, um, I don't know, just be, be important and transform transformative for it. Uh, I decided to focus on one through 11 just because I felt it was a little more re relevant to what's happening uh, right now. And we'll get more into that, but I do just want to touch real quick verses 12 through 20 uh, talks a little bit um, about death through Adam and life through Christ. Um, it talks about how sin entered the world through one man and one act. And so therefore um, judgment happened and sin came over the whole world. Um, and in the same way, um, righteousness and salvation came through the one man, Jesus Christ, and how much more um, the um, glory and life that comes through the one man, Jesus Christ has power over the one sin from Adam, um, which is just really cool. So I would read through that, dig through that. Uh, if you have questions about that, um, bring them to your core group leader, um, bring them to another staff member, um, but read through that for sure, because it's important. Yeah, and I know that next week we're definitely going to be going over Romans 7. So, you know, even Romans 6 is left out of this curriculum, and that's a whole chapter. So, like, don't forget about it. Read through Romans 6 too, um, whether that's this week or next week. Yeah, and so that that kind of even circles back to the point I was making about you know, therefore yeah. is if you're going to, if you're going to hop into Romans seven and you haven't read Romans six, what are you doing? Right. You don't really know the context. And so context is so important when we're reading scripture. So in chapter four, before the beginning of chapter five, hopefully you're still tracking with me here. Uh, I know we're throwing out a lot of different, um, a lot of different chapters, but um, Paul has just started talking about this idea of justification. Um, he closes talking about Christ and how Jesus, our Lord was raised from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was to raised to life for our justification. Uh, and so this word of justification is super important um, because Paul then goes on and begins by saying, uh, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. First of all, amen. Mm -hmm. um, but this idea of justification, um, this is an act of pardoning or forgiving that God does on our behalf. Um, and we have to remember, I think, with the idea of being justified is that um, we are, and it, you know, he gets into this in verses um, six and seven, I believe. Um, but God came while we were dead in our sin. Mm. Um, we are not uh, justified um, into the book of life without um, the body and blood of Christ, yeah. uh, without his death, without his resurrection. Um, That's the gospel. Right. So <laughs> I think it's just important to remember that none, this word justification does not come through Landon. It doesn't come through Lexus. It doesn't come uh, yeah, please not through Lexus. Not, yeah, not even <laughs> through CSF. It comes through Christ and Christ alone. Uh, and because of what he does um, on the cross, we are declared righteous mm -hmm. in the sight of God. Yeah, that was so good. So good. Um, and I mean, it really, we were kind of like talking about law so much. 
um, when we were in the other chapters. And now we're kind of moving into like the practicality of, of what does it look like to live this life now that Jesus has come. And so like, I don't even know, like maybe for you as you're reading through this or even just preparing for, you know, this scripture, like what, what did you gain from that? That was like practicality. What does this look like? Yeah. So I said, I decided to focus on Romans um, five, one through 11 because of its relevance to what's happening right now. Um, And I think that um, Paul really gets super practical um, as he continues. And he says, um, you know, because, of um, our justification before Christ, we can be people of peace mm-hmm. and we can be people of hope. Mm. Um, and so that is the invitation of life with Christ is to be a person of peace and to be a person of hope. Now, you don't just snap your fingers when you accept Christ for the first time and suddenly you're a person of peace and you're a person of hope. Mm. Um, it might be important to mention that naturally our natural human inclination is to not be people of peace <laughs> and people of hope. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to argue with me about that, I would point you to the year 2020. Oh, uh, and that's the kicker. <laughs> because there wasn't a whole lot of peace or a whole lot of hope, at least not in the public discourse. Yeah, um, that is true. I feel like as Christians, uh, living in a Christian community, especially like us being on staff, um, yeah. we got to experience maybe more peace and more hope than other people got to. But I feel like when you looked at anything on social media, when you looked at any headline, when you looked at anything that was on the news, whether that's CNN, Fox News, whatever political affiliation, yep. no peace, no hope to be found. Yep. Yeah. So let's just stop and read real quick uh, a fun little verse from Paul. Mm. Um, This is Romans 5, 3 and 4. Uh, It says, not only so, um, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. Mm. Um, And so that is... um, you know, Paul kind of introduces this idea of glorying in our sufferings, which seems very backwards. Yeah. Um, I think that there's this thing in um, a lot of people's relationship with God called the problem of evil, where it's like, if God is so good and so powerful and so loving, why is there so much suffering in the world? Mm -hmm. Um, Why is um, there a global pandemic happening? Yeah. Um, Why do I just see so much suffering around me? Why um, are there outcries against uh, injustice? Why is there rioting in the street? Why is all this thing happening? Why are people hurting? Why is there suffering if God is so good and powerful? Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul wants to flip that on his head and um, say that really um, good can come of suffering. You know, our world is broken, but um, our God is good and he can redeem anything. And he wants to utilize um, the suffering that happens in our lives. And that's happening even now Mm -hmm. in our culture um, to shape us further into his image. And that's where we hit on this idea of um, regeneration. And so if justification is what happens on the outside, it's where we are declared righteous in the sight of God. Um, Regeneration is that process where the Holy spirit walks alongside us and helps us to become, um, I don't know. I think it's like, uh, I don't know, learning how to just like walk the walk, you mm-hmm. know, and really become people um, who look like Christ. Yeah. Um, not to say that we'll ever deserve justification, um, but just to begin that process of becoming more like Christ. Yeah. Um, and these two ideas of justification and regeneration come hand in hand. 
Yeah. And going back, like our theme for this whole entire year has been cultivate. Um, and I know last semester we talked about the idea of pruning and the idea that, that a lot of times there are things in us that are not pleasing to the Lord um, or are just really holding us back. And the Lord comes in and He so faithfully will cut those things away for there to be more opportunity for life. Um, and so like the fact that, you know, last semester we were talking about this cultivation kind of subject of pruning. Yeah. And now we're here in this semester in a brand new book of the Bible talking in Romans um, and talking about the the regeneration that happens after the pruning has happened too. Like just, it's really cool to see the, the, the unity number one of scripture. Yeah. Uh, but number two, like um, that the Lord is so faithful to do this, that it's talked about multiple times in scripture. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think that's so important. I think that, um, the whole purpose of justification and regeneration and the salvation of Christ is that we would become different people. Yeah. Um, that we would become Christ to the world. That we, um, even the idea of like a, a process like, you know, cultivation is just to become something different than we were before um, and really to look differently than the world around us. Yeah. Um, I think that's the invitation of, um, Paul in this passage to become people of peace and hope in a world that seems to lack both. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, um, you know, as Lexus and I were talking about what we wanted to talk about um, in this podcast and in this, in this passage um, is I think we just wanted to get really, really practical mm-hmm. and maybe even vulnerable and just talk about um, just the struggle that 2020 was. Yeah. And uh, I think how it, trained us all to just be careful about what we were allowing to form us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that maybe we paid a little more attention to um, where we got our news, yeah. uh, how much news we got, oh, yeah. <laughs> who we um, decided to listen to, mm-hmm. um, who we decided not to listen to. Um, and I think there you know, were just varying degrees for, I'm sure all of us, of how much we allowed um, God into the process of walking with us mm. through um, the, you know, the pandemic of 2020, the um, racial reckoning of 2020. Um, I think in my own experience, uh, I just found, you know, maybe it's too much time on social media, mm. um, but I really found myself getting um, upset and being like, well, why does this person think this way? This makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um and definitely, I just think that it sowed seeds of disunity. Yeah. And I think that um, that's clearly not the purpose of the Christian life. That's mm-hmm. not who we're called to be as followers of Christ. It's not um, the purpose of Paul when he's writing this letter to the Romans. Um, it's very clear that his message is one of unity. Mm. Um, he mentions that time and time again. In this case, um, it's Jew welcoming Gentile into the faith. Yeah. Um, today we see... I don't know, division, whether it's, you know, white people and black people or it's, um, you know, Democrats and Republicans, we see seeds of disunity all mm-hmm. over all culture. And we see um, people who uh, whose outlook is to perpetuate disunity, yeah. um, to further divide us for um, the purposes of their own profit or power. Um, and I think that the way of Christ is a much different way. And it's, it's one of unity and it's one of hope and it's one of peace. 
And I think for what that journey looked like for me, uh, it was really evaluating just who am I listening to? Yeah. Where am I centering myself? Um, and I think that if we uh, are not central and staying grounded in the word and in Christian community and having dialogue about these things and understanding that above all else, um, Christ is our hope. Christ is our ultimate reconciler. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say that word reconciliation, Paul uses it in verse 11. Um just talking about this idea of moving from a state of really moving from a state of disunity to a state of unity. Yeah. And um, when Paul talks about it, he's talking about what, um, what Christ has done for us and how he's reconciled us um, to himself Mm -hmm. and how he's brought us from being enemies with God to being one with him. Yeah. And I think that we need that um, to Christ, but we also need reconciliation to one another. Yeah. And that's part of part of the good news of Christ. And um, hopefully just the hope for, for CSF as we move into 2021. Yeah. I think uh, on a similar note in that I felt like this year really did cause all of us to kind of look inward, um, see what was really going on under the surface. Um, I think that Back in March, you know, when lockdown went into order, um, for me, I was on staff. And so I was, you know, getting virtual coffees like every single day. Um, you can ask my parents and my sister because I did move home during that time. Um, I was, you know, from nine to five down in our basement or in my room just working away. And so there, I mean, while, I mean, I was definitely up and down during that time, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a whole lot, a lot of time to like focus on that. And then we moved into the summer, which is when Landon came on staff. And so, uh, we were, you know, boots on the ground trying to figure out what the heck we were going to do when August rolled around. Yep. And, you know, UK is also doing that at the same time. And so even then, not a whole lot of time to slow down. And then we moved straight into, you know, fall 2020 semester. We're still rolling, trying to figure out how are we going to have shift? How are we going to have synergy? Um, so for me, the real introspection really came around uh, over our break, our winter break. Yeah. And, um, you know, went home for a little bit. Super awesome to be with family. Um, super blessed to be with family. Um, but then came back to Lexington at the beginning of the year, came back, did passion. And, you know, at my house, not in Atlanta. And, uh, then I was just home by myself and, you know, some of my roommates are on staff. So we were there. Um, but all of us super just like to ourselves, spending time with the Lord, really pressing into like, what are you doing Lord? And all of a sudden this deep seated insecurity rose up of, oh my gosh, like, who am I to be on staff? Who am I to, to be leading people, to be speaking in front of people, to be writing curriculum, to do all these things, like super just lies from the enemy. And that verse that you kind of highlighted earlier in Romans 5, where it said like, not only do we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame. Like, oh gosh, like that was something honestly that I did read during that time. And um, feeling the suffering of like, wow, I'm really isolated right now. And I felt like I didn't have any friends, which is so untrue. I mean, I could have texted anyone in that moment and said, hey, do you want to hang out? Or hey, do you want to FaceTime or whatever? Um, But just really leaning in and, and being like, this is suffering that 
so many people have experienced this past year, the, the suffering of isolation, the suffering of deteriorating mental health, like that people are really being forced to be by themselves. And so um, for me, the solution kind of looked like obviously pressing into what the Lord was doing, but also reaching out and, and talking to a mental health, mental health counselor um, and, and starting back up that process. I've been to a counselor before. Um, Shout out to my people with the mental health probs, Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) but reaching out to a counselor again and, and starting to go back into that process of really pressing into what does healing look like for me? What does, um, what does deep work with the Lord look like in this season? And really, really wanting, wanting and yearning to have that, that cultivation happen in my life um, so that I can, I can bring the glory to the Lord when that does happen. So, you know, getting a little vulnerable city over here, but that was, that was kind of that experience for me. Yeah, no. And I appreciate you being vulnerable. I think that, you know, I'm sure that's an experience that, you know, we can all, uh, I'll resonate with. And I think that, um, I don't know, it's so easy for us to view maybe our group leaders or staff members or, you know, Lexus and I have mentors in our own life that we look to and they're like, oh man, they really have it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just really not the, not always the case. Yeah. Um, newsflash, we don't. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's just important to remember that we're all um, on this journey. We're all broken. We all need Christ. Yeah. Um, and we're all, on that journey of, you know, justification and regeneration. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just think that I want to make sure as we're talking about this idea of hope that we clearly define what it means to be a person of hope mm. and what Paul is talking about when he talks about hope. Yeah. Because I think that there can be a temptation when we say our hope is in Christ to mean that we don't need to concern ourselves with the things of this world. Mm, that's that's and a good little there can distinction be, to make. Yeah, because I feel like there can be a hope that um, makes us, gosh, what is the word I'm looking like for? Fake. Yeah, well, just like, like completely like disengage. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like my hope is in Christ, so nothing matters. Mm, um, not true. <laughs> when really what Paul is getting at here is um, my hope is in Christ, so everything matters. Ooh, um, dang, Landon, that's good. It's like, come what may, regardless of circumstance, my hope is not tied to it. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm not concerned about the circumstance. That doesn't mean I don't care about what's happening to my neighbor, that I don't care about the suffering of those around me. Mm-hmm. It means that I know that the ultimate good um, is not the um, coming power of any um, political party or people group, but mm. it's the coming of Christ and yeah. his kingdom. Um, and I think that I've had to just remind myself of that truth over and over again. Even, I mean, we spent time in the Lord's prayer in the fall mm-hmm. um, and just thinking, you know, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Um, understanding that that's the end game, that Christ has won, um, that regardless, you know, come what may, um, I can root my hope in Christ. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think that's just been hugely life-changing for me. I think that um, is going to impact the way that we um, go out into the world. Yeah. Uh, I think a hope that leads us to engage more in conversation um, to, you know, 
Paul talks about this idea of like boasting um, in hope. Yeah. And I think that just means that like, you know, if we believe that Jesus is the end all be all, that he is king and that his kingdom is coming, that we should, you know, it once again, I think we've used the word evangelism a lot in this podcast. <laughs> like yep. it just pushes us more and more to like spread that hope because like now the world needs it more than ever. Um, we yeah. know we need an individual. We, we, we shouldn't want hope just for ourselves. We should want it for our neighbor too. Yeah. Um, to the person that's sitting to the right and to the left of us in group this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think that, um, if we are individually people of peace and hope, then my hope would be that CSF could be a community of peace and hope Dang, through Christ. That is a good word. Well, I mean, that seems like a pretty good note to end on, but do you have any last final things that you'd like to say? Yeah, one thing I will say, um, I really appreciated that you mentioned um, the power that reflection had for you mm. um, when you were able to sit down and just say, hey, you know, what even happened this year? Yeah. Because um, we can just be moving um, just to, at, at light speed, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that... On accident. <laughs> right, yeah. And I think it's just like all the things, there's just so much that's grabbing for our attention. Yeah. And um, I think the more that I find myself being willing to say no and being willing to slow down and being willing to... I don't know. Sometimes it's not even like opening scripture. It's just like sitting there and saying like, God, like... What do you want to say to me? Yeah. Um, I think that's where we can seek clarity and understand, um, you know, what, what things we need to confess and what the steps look like to get, um, I don't know, to, to become more like Christ, to be deeper in relationship with him. And it sounds mm-hmm. like that was your experience. And so that's the invitation for um, this week is an application practice section. Um, just understanding that our lives have looked a lot different. Uh, since March of 2020. Um, so weird, right? <laughs> yeah. And just like taking time to understand how that's impacted you, but also your relationship with Christ. And so there's a couple of questions there. Um, one says, how has the suffering of the last calendar year shaped your relationship with Christ? Mm. And then how can Paul's message of peace and hope in Romans 5 change the way you view suffering going forward? Yeah. Um, and so... I don't know. I just think I, I want us to move into a place this week where we, um, I don't know, are understanding the ways that God has formed us throughout this year. Mm-hmm. And um, that may be good. It may be bad. Um, but I think there is hope moving forward that um, we can view, because we're still in this pandemic, right? Yeah. And we can choose now, hey, I'm going to live differently and I'm going to mm-hmm. anchor myself um, in something that is not going to d- deteriorate, yeah. you know, in the life of Jesus, um, and choose to be justified um, and regenerated alongside Him. Yeah. So. Yeah, total, total big proponent of reflection for sure. Um, that's really where the Lord, I feel like, does the most work in our lives and and helps us to see what needs to change and what's been good and what hasn't been good and all that kind of stuff. So super thankful for you, Landon, super thankful for your, your thoughts and your, your, your preparation for this week. Um, Just really thankful that you're on staff, number one, but number really, really thankful um, to call you a friend. So, Hey, you too. (laughs) Uh, Everybody out there have a incredible week of group this week. And uh, we're going to, 
uh, what does it Michael Scott say? Turn the tables, how to turn tables. <laughs> We're going to turn the tables. Um, and Lexus will be in the guest chair to share with us a little mm. bit about Romans 7 next time. Yeah, Romans 7, here we come. See you guys later. See ya. See ya.